0: BYU Cougar Baseball is on the air as the Batcats cats get ready to take the field. The Rockets want deep left field. Left fielder looks up. That is a grand slam home run. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now to get you ready for Cougar Baseball, here's Brent Norton.
1: Utah before the Cougars hit the road to take on uh, the Santa Clara Broncos uh, this weekend in big conference action. Beautiful day about 80 degrees tuck it's, it's nice to finally have some good baseball weather over these last few games
2: yeah it's really nice to be able to have fantastic weather it's nice to play in 75 80 degrees it definitely is
1: had a chance to sit down with head coach mike littlewood a few moments ago get his thoughts on tonight's game and moving into the big weekend series uh, we'll share that with you right now we are here with head coach mike littlewood uh, right before the uh, big rivalry game utah and byu the last home game you'll play in the state here co- or not home game but road game in the state this year and uh uh, you lost to them the first game, got washed out in game two, always a big rivalry. You are you know what it's all about. You play to BYU, you follow it, and uh, like to pick up a win here to keep the momentum going.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we, we talk about this all the time. You can throw records out, out the window, and it's going to be a battle. And I, I would say 90% of the games I've ever uh, played in or coached against Utah have come down to the last at-bat, um, last time we played them. They beat us 8-6. Uh, we had chances. They had chances. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those games. But uh, you can feel the energy a little bit tonight already, even though they're struggling this year, 11 or 12 wins. But, um, you know, they're ready to play tonight.
1: You know, these midweek games, we've talked about it throughout the year. Uh, Cougars have struggled a little bit in the midweek games. And, uh, and another one tonight. And, and both teams with big series. Well, you've got a real big series this weekend at Santa Clara. So uh, just kind of a different animal, these midweek things with the bullpen and everything else.
3: Yeah, and you look at, you know, we play Cal at Cal and San Diego State at San Diego State. Um, those are t- those are just tough games to, to play. Um, but but you're right. I mean, we, have, we haven't we have had much luck lately on midweeks. Uh, today we're scripted in the bullpen. So Bo's going to go a couple. Lester's going to go a couple. Uh, McLaughlin's going to go a couple. If it works out, you know, the, the, the game may change a little bit. And then uh, Drew Zimmerman's going to go one or two and, and have Mitch. Mitch is going to – McIntyre's going to DH tonight so we can kind of use him as we want. But can't. Probably keep him towards the end, so, and then use Blake in a way as needed, and, and other guys as needed. So that will probably all blow up in the first inning, will change everything. But that's kind of kind of how we have it written right now.
1: Ryan sapidi in left field gets his first start as a defensive player. Been dynamite for you in DH role. I guess you just want to get him a little
3: uh, a, a little activity and action out there. Well, it's more about Mitch. Um, you know, if we put Mitch in the outfield and then we pitch him, automatically we go to a nine-man lineup. So then when you when you take him out and insert a pitcher. That pitcher has to hit, and we don't want that to happen. Where it, tonight's scenario, Mitch is going to DH. So we can put him in virtually any time we want, take him back out, and we don't lose that pitching spot. And So we can just keep the pitching staff going. So that's really why we uh, did that. And I told Ryan not to screw it up out there in left field tonight. <laughs> Tell us a little about him
1: defensively. Big kid, six foot, you know, 6'1", 200-pound. Doesn't seem to run quite as well as Mitch, but uh, you've seen him out there. What, what can we expect?
3: Yeah, he'll be okay. I mean, he played, he's played outfield um, at Bishop Gorman High School uh, his entire high school career. Played it all the way through the fall here. He'll be fine out there. You know, he's got an average arm, average speed. Um, we're going to just play him a little bit deeper, and he's going to go catch that that uh, average baseball that's hit to him. He's not going to make the great play like Mitch would, but um, we just want to make to make the routine play tonight.
1: Coming off that crazy series this last weekend, and, and boy, the Cougars came up big time Saturday after losing the, the game on Friday. Clough and Hale dynamite this week, this last weekend for you. Two guys at Clough, National Player of the Week, both in conference and nationally. And, and uh, Brock Hale, not very far behind him.
3: Yeah, I don't, you know, I was talking to Jack, and I said, I don't know how you beat <laughs> Brock out with this thing. Two grand slams. And, I mean, just, uh, they, both, they, they both really carried us. And, and the other guys stepped up as well. But those two really carried us. And that's what we expect out of those guys. And, you know, I hope with a big game tonight like this, that they step up and do the same thing tonight. Um, I, I would think they do. I, I, we've got a confident club right now. Casey coming off that little shoulder injury, back in the lineup, kind of forced into the lineup last week with Sue
1: being sick. But well, he came up big. Probably swung the bat as well as I've ever seen him as a as a Cougar.
3: Well, he was ready to play. You know, he was ready to play, and we knew he could play the night before. But I thought uh, let's just let's just hold off another one. And in fact, he went in. It's his left shoulder, labrum, and, and he had to dive for a ball. And and I was like, oh, this is going <laughs> to be it. And he was he got up and he was okay. And I'm like, okay, we're good to go. But Casey, he's he's a senior. He's been around. Um, and he's really, my hats off to him because he's really done a good job just keeping himself ready to play all the time.
1: And with him there at third, uh, probably a little better defensive infield with Sue at first base, so uh, that maybe gives you a little bit of an advantage there. And uh, Brian, you can pretty much
3: plug in anywhere. This is our best defense, and uh, you know these guys will try to push bunt a little bit. I, I would imagine we're going to see Oliver Dunn, their leadoff hitter, um, try to try to push bunt maybe even early against Bo up. You know that left left push bunt's a pretty good. Uh, a pretty good play. Um, but if he bunts, that means he's not going to hit a triple. So he's, he's pretty hot right now, all over done, and we need to keep him off the bases.
1: Well, Coach, another big game with Utah, your last of the year, and uh, look forward to a good one. We'll talk to you in the post
3: game. Okay, thanks, Brent.
0: That was BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood. For lineups and the first pitch, let's rejoin Brent Norton. All
1: right, back here at uh, Smith Ballpark, as we are just beginning the ballgame, Brian Seuss steps up for the Cougars. And takes the first pitch down, low ball one. Jacob Rebar is the pitcher for the Utes. Another fastball, another strike. 0-2 on Sue. He'll be followed by Noah Hill and then Brock Hale. As the Cougars pretty much stay with the same lineup, they've got um, McIntyre DHing today and Cipede in left field. Brent Norton along with Tuckett Slate bringing you the action. Here's the 0-2 to Sue, and that's down low ball one. Zach Moeller is the catcher for the Utes in the ball game. Uh, Shane Kramer is at first. Oliver Dunn at second. Matt Richardson at short. Chase Fernland at uh, third base. Tyler Thompson in left. Briley Knight in center. And Eric McGullis is in right field. And uh, Jacob Rebar on the hill for the Utes as uh, Pitch is a little bit outside, two balls and two strikes. You know a little about rebar as you've coached him before in summer ball.
2: Yeah, big, tall, left-hander, can throw it all the way up to 92, 93 when he's closing. You know, the only problem, he's got a good slider. The only problem is he's never able to throw that for a strike. And he's had some problems uh, locating his fastball at times.
1: Two balls, two strikes. Sue steps back in. Here's the pitch way outside. That ball was six feet outside. Catcher didn't even uh, uh, go after it. I don't think I've ever seen a pitch that far off the plate. Yeah, Have that, you?
2: That was uh, <laughs> a definitely tried the corner and missed way outside right there.
1: Tried the corner of the uh, outside of the uh, uh, left-handed uh, batter's box. Almost hit Noah corner. Hill on deck. Yeah. <laughs> Three and two. The count to Sue, the senior. And here is Rebar's pitch. That's way outside again for ball four. And uh, after falling behind zero and two. Brian Sue works on his way on with a base on balls.
2: Yeah, really good at bat right there. Just being patient and selective, knowing that Rebar just hasn't been able to repeat it throughout his career. You have to make him really earn those strikes.
1: Rebar wearing number 33, 6'5", 230 out of Tracy, California. He is a junior for the Utes, has kind of been an in and out of the starting uh, rotation for the Utes all three years, but mainly uses a reliever this year.
2: Yeah, didn't, ha- didn't throw any innings this weekend, so he's got a fresh arm.
1: Here is the pitch to Noah Hill, and Hill takes that one over for a strike. The Utes uh, this weekend uh, lost at Washington 12-5, 5-4, and 4-2. Uh, Cougars won two of three from Washington up in Seattle about, uh, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Cougars uh, ranked 24th in the nation in uh, collegiate baseball, there's a bunt down the first baseline. Rebar's up with it. He'll shovel the ball to first. So Noah, he with a sack bunt, moves the runner in scoring position.
2: Yeah, great job there by Noah. I know he'd probably hope he could push bunt that past rebar because rebar is not very athletic being big 6'5", about 250. But uh, we're able will move up Sue. So now you have a couple spots here, a chance to your big guns. To a driving an early run.
1: Brock Hale coming in last week was six for 17, nine RBIs, two Grand Slams, both against San Francisco. I'm sure Giotano, the coach of San Francisco, still having nightmares about that. He walked three times last week, was hit by a pitch, and scored five runs. So Brock Hale steps in with a runner in scoring position on the first pitch. He is called a strike by Patrick Riley.
2: Yeah, good outside fastball right there. Rock Hill's last game against Utah. I know talking to him before the game, he wants to have a great one, just like he did his last home
1: game. No balls and a strike. And here is Rebar's pitch. That's outside for a ball, 1-1. Pretty good crowd early here for a Utah game. A lot of BYU people in the park. Utes really struggling there. 12 wins, 31 losses on the year. They are 11th in the Pac-12 with a 4-23 uh, and 23 mark. So they have really struggled this year. Pitches way outside for Baltimore, when Rebar misses. He doesn't miss by inches. He misses by feet so far here early.
2: Yeah, and that's what gets him in trouble, Brent, because if you just barely miss, you know, you're going to get a lot of swing and misses on those throughout your season. But when you're missing by a foot to 3 feet to 17 feet on the one throw, <laughs> it makes it really tough.
1: Hale steps back in, hitting 344 in the air, leads the Cougars with 10 home runs. Suet second base, one man out, and here's the pitch, and that ball's hit foul down the third base side. Brock uh, has is upped his average his RBI total of 42 with those nine RBIs last week. He's 14 behind Jackson Clough in the RBI tally. Clough in the uh, box or in the uh, on deck circle. Clough also leads uh, Hale by two percentage points in the batting average lead on this Cougar team. As Rebar again will set. And the pitch to Clough. And that ball's hammered down the left field line. That is in for extra bases up against the wall. Sue scores. Hale around first base. And Brock Hale with a double and picks up his 43rd RBI of the year. gives the Cougars a quick one to nothing lead.
2: Yeah, really good swing right there. Got a fastball on the inner half, and, and right now Rebar has proven he can't throw a breaking ball for a strike, so you're just sitting dead red, and if you get something, take a good swing on it, and Brock had a great swing right there to start this game off one nothing. That brings Clough
1: to the plate. Uh, Jackson leads the Cougars in batting average and RBIs and stolen bases, besides uh, being one of the real premier shortstops, I think, in the country as Clough steps in. Sophomore out of Meridian, Idaho. He will bat from the left side against uh, Rebar. And the first pitch to Jackson Clough popped up up on top of the roof here at Smith's ballpark.
2: Tells you how good Clough was last week. Well, Last weekend, Brent is he got player of the week to a guy on his team that had two grand slams (laughs) on the weekend just shows you how good of a weekend that he had. And when those two
1: are having that type of weekend,
2: you're going to score a lot of runs.
1: Clough National Player of the Week, West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Unbelievable week for Jackson. That pitch is down low. And, boy, he has been swinging a hot bat as of late the last two, three weeks. He was nine for 16 last week, six extra base hits, including five doubles, one home run, nine RBIs. He scored seven times, had four base on balls. Just him and Hale were literally just a two-man wrecking crew against the Dons. Yes, they were. Ball and a strike. Here is Rebar with a pitch, and that's down low for ball two.
2: Well, again, that's the scouting report right here. You have to force Rebar to throw that first strike. He hasn't been able to throw that first strike, so you sit dead red, and you just tee off on it because you don't have to really worry about that slider right now because it's not even a small miss. It's a big miss
1: down in the dirt. Cougars lead the series overall with the Utes having 246 and only lost 121. Ball popped up foul in the seats off the left field side. Ah, Good catch. There was one tie in the uh, series. That was the first game ever played. That game ended in a brawl, and so uh, it was 1-1 at the time.
2: Was that in like the first inning, or uh, no? It was.
1: Uh, you know, I don't know what inning it was, but it was a long time ago. First time they ever played baseball.
2: Of course, this game would end in a
1: brawl. Cougars seventeen and seven with a big series coming up against Santa Clara this weekend. Two two pitch that hits Love. I thought it was going to go behind him, and it just got right off his hip. So Rebar has given up a walk, a hit batter, and a double.
2: And again, another big miss. 2 2 count. You know, you got a chance to put a hitter away. You've made him foul back your fastball a couple times, and then boom, you miss in. And he actually fell off the mound, and now he's talking to the umpire. I wonder what that's about.
1: Not sure. Umpire saying something to the head coach, now Bill Kenneberg, hmm. as he walks back behind the plate. Nobody in the bullpen yet for Utah. Don't know if it's an injury or what exactly happened that was an interesting exchange between the yeah. uh, pitcher and the umpire and then the umpire saying something to the head coach normally a coach would be out checking yeah. on yeah it was really interesting ryan sapiti the super freshman last a month for the cougars now hitting 345 on the year with eight rbis he's in left field tonight and the pitch to ryan is over for call strike one that looked like a straight change there
2: yeah it did well, he's had a fantastic couple of weekends since he's been in start, in, in, enriched into the starting lineup as the D.H. I think he got put in in game two, I believe, he did, at yeah. LMU. He did. He's been got to hit every game since.
1: Ryan Cipidi, Bishop Gorman High School product out of uh, Las Vegas. And here is Rebar's pitch, and that ball's hit down to third. Third baseman backhands. It comes up, throws to first, gets Cipidi. Good play by Chase Fernland down there.
2: Yeah, what a play. My
1: goodness. Took kind of a bad hop, and he went up and got it backhanded and made the throw. Two men out, and Mitch McIntyre now steps in with Cougars in scoring position. Hale at third, and Clough at second base. Well, this
2: is a spot that you really need Mitch right here to have a big at-bat and find a way to drive in two more runs. One is nice, but... In this type of game, and we've seen the way that the Utes offense has been this year, they've been able to score some runs, you want to get up early.
1: Utes ERA is a team over six, so they have struggled on the mound. Cougars looking to jump early, and McIntyre takes the first pitch over the inside corner for a strike.
2: Just a single up the middle right here. will score two, good speed on the bases.
1: Mike Littlewood, head coach, down in the third base box, and uh, Trent Pratt, his assistant. Down in the first base coaching box. Two men out. Cougars have pushed one across. And here is Rebar's pitch. That ball's hit. First baseman's got it. And he will take the ball to the back for the out. McIntyre grounds out. Three unassisted. Cougars get a run on a hit. No errors. Two runners left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars one. Utes coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton.
1: Bo well, Burrup will be the pitcher for the Cougars. He gets a start here tonight. Bo, a senior for the BYU Cougars. Burrup, uh, this will be his eighth appearance, his uh, first start of the year. He's thrown seven innings, given up ten hits, seven runs. So Burp's got to be a little excited out there. A young man out of Pocatello, Idaho. 6'5", 222, his last uh, collegiate ball game against Utah and in the state of Utah. And he will face Oliver Dunn, really, I think, Dunn. Utah's best player, no doubt. This kid can really play it. In fact, I would be uh, not surprised to see him drafted and move on after this year, the junior. Hit three sixty on the year, has been swinging a hot bat. Second baseman for the Utes as he goes in against the lefty, Bo Burrup. And the first pitch from Bo Burrup is over for a strike. Uh, Dunn looked, squared the bunt, and pulled the bat back. Uh, Casey Jacobson went third, was coming hard. Oliver Dunn loves to push the ball up the first baseline. So Burrup's got to be aware of that. And there's a ball popped up, and with that left-handed pitcher, it's a, it's a great play to push that ball down the line.
2: Yeah, and that's one of Bo's weakest points. He's not the best fielder. Uh, doesn't fill his position that, that well, so it's obviously a really good play if you can do it. It helps now that he's down. Uh, he's got him up 0-2 here, so you he can take that bunt away.
1: No balls, two strikes. Burp from the stretch. Bottom of the first. Utah or Cougars leading 1-0. There's a ball hit up the middle. Matthews has got it. He'll throw to first in time for the out. Matthews was pilled well over into the gap in the four hole, but was able to go over and snag the ball on two hops and make the throw to one man out.
2: That yeah, Good start right there. That's their catalyst. He's
1: their guy. McGilley steps in. He is the right fielder. No doubt. I think uh, Dunn, excellent ball player. As McGillie steps in, right fielder, first pitch, another left-handed hitter, and he takes it over for a strike. Oliver Dunn, a uh, Cottonwood High School product. 5'10", 185-pounder, retired, and uh, McGillie steps in. Senior out of Tucson. Here's the 0-1 pitch, and that's uh, down low, one ball and one strike. Well, rain in the forecast at Santa Clara this weekend. Uh, Hopefully uh, able to get those three in. First game uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock Utah time. The Cougars and the Broncos. Ball hit very well. Deep right center field. That ball is going to drop into the gap. Miguel is around first base, and he will end up at second base with a double. Yeah, good swing right there. Miguel can really hit. The so is with a one-out double. Zach Moeller, the catcher, steps in.
2: Well, that's the one thing the, the Utes team's been able to do a little bit. They, they, they score some runs. They struggle in the pitching area this year, which is kind of reversed. Usually they've been pitching it really well, and they struggle scoring runs, but it's been the opposite effect this
1: year. They've been able to score a ton of runs at times. Zach Moeller now steps in. And the first pitch over for a strike. Utes hitting 265 as a team. Their team earned run average, giving up over six runs a game. They don't really run that much either, only 21 stolen bases on the year. And here is the 0 1 pitch to the right handed hitting Zach Muller. That's down low for a ball. Uh, Muller, a junior out of Hollister, California. He'll be followed by Shea Kramer the first baseman. Utes won the first game of this uh, series this year by a score of 8-6. Here's the 1-1, a good changeup, swing and a miss, 1-2. Yeah,
2: and that's what Bo has to do in his stint here. He's got to be able to throw a fastball and throw that changeup for swing and misses.
1: It's so a start of a seven-game homestand for the Utes. They'll uh, entertain Washington State, who's... Uh, 12th in the 12 team pack 12 and then they'll uh, entertain cal davis in the non-conference action in the season here's the one two
2: down low outside ball two and i tell you what Brent, i would hate to have to play a meaningless game on the last weekend of the season non-conference you know you you can't they're not going to qualify for the ncaa it's just the season is over right and you're playing a team that's not that great. I guess the seniors can really enjoy playing at home and hopefully get some wins, but I'd hate that. 2-2 pitch. A little bit low, ball three. That's a really good changeup right there.
1: So Burp, his first start of the year. 6'5", 222-pound left-hander. Coors have kind of scripted this out with uh, Burrup, uh, Lesser, and McLaughlin the first six innings. And then they're planning on Zimmerman throwing a couple, and uh, McIntyre probably being in the ball game. The ball fouled off.
2: Yeah, the whole reason Mitch is dh in today is so that you can use him for a couple innings and, and not have to go to a nine-man lineup. They thought about maybe starting him. But uh, they're like, you know what, Burrup started here before and had, had some good success. And with these lefties in their lineup that, hey, you know what? He's been pitching well of late. We'll give him a shot.
1: Three balls, two strikes, one man on. Bottom of the first. Cougars leading one to nothing. And a 3-2 pitch again. That's down low ball four. So a walk. And that brings up Shea Kramer, the first baseman. Yeah, Kramer, could, a 283 average coming in. It's a good take
2: right there. Full count changeup. Didn't get him to bite.
1: So Kramer will step in. The right-handed hitter. He's got one home run on the year. And 19 RBIs.
2: He's a guy that will hit in the double plays, and that's what you're looking for right here.
1: He is out of Vacaville, California. Cougars double play depth in the infield. And the pitch to Kramer, swing and a miss for strike one. This Utah team uh, with uh, 19 home runs this year. Cougars have hit 34 so far. And the Cougars uh, with uh, three games remaining during the regular season. And then they have qualified for the conference tournament that will be down in Stockton. A week, it'll start a week from this Thursday. The other three teams to be determined. Ball hit pretty well. Brock Hale going back and right. He will get there and make the catch for out number two. Gellies will move up from second base, so there will be runners at the corners, and uh, Chase Fernland will come up.
2: Yeah, nice job right there by Bo to get the fly out. Miguel's did a good job of tagging up, so now it's first and third. And the the reason that's a good tag up there, it's 100% it's hit so deep that you're going to get to third because now you can score on a pass ball or an infield single to tie this game up.
1: Chase Fernland is 29th start of the year. He's had 113 at-bats. Made a very good defensive play in the first inning that saved the Utes at least two runs. Fernland, a junior out of Klamath Falls, Oregon. One home run, seven RBIs. Ferland hitting from the right side. A little bit of wind blowing out directly to left field here in the ballpark tonight. Starting and to blow a little bit more, it yeah, looks like. Yeah, Bo Burrup uh, with a look in. Here's the first pitch. That is outside ball one. We mentioned umpires Pat Riley at home uh, at home plate. Uh, Brandon Vandermeit at first. We've seen him. Jason Roberts at, uh, Rogers at second base. And uh, Jared Ferron's at third. Four-man crew here, Utah and BYU. And here's the 1-0 pitch. Ball fouled off. A good pitch right there. The Utes have won five straight against BYU. I dare say that's probably the only time that's ever happened. Yeah. With the Cougars owning over twice as many wins over Utah. 246 wins, 121 losses. That is That really is a domination, and that's amazing in baseball, especially Division I foes that are you know such a rivalry game. Here's the 1-1. Ball grounded out toward Burrup. He's got it. Throws the first in time for the out. Furland retired, and the Utes are retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two runners left. We're through one complete. one nothing. BYU leading Utah on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton.
1: Cougars come up here in the top of the second. They'll send 7-8-9 of Jacobson, Matthews, and Jelich. Cougars scored one run on one hit. RBI double by Brock Hale in the first. Casey coming off that shoulder injury, but, boy, came back and really looked good at the plate especially. And Coach Littlewood said, I was just so thrilled. He was ready to play. Yeah. Sue went down with an inj- with uh, not feeling well after one at bat, and so he inserted uh, uh, Casey into third base, and uh, Casey a good series against San Francisco. And Jacobson hammers this one deep center field, but a big uh, ballpark here, and the ball is caught just in front of the warning track for out number one.
2: Yeah, I mean, you hit that as hard as you possibly can. Like you said, though, it's a big ballpark, 420 to center. You probably hit that 400.
1: Yeah, about 400 feet. It's a short porch down the right field line, only 315 if you pull it. 345 down the left field line, but the, with the conditions today and the wind blowing out, definitely a hitter's type of day. Carson Matthews, the freshman, now steps in. Matthews, the second baseman for BYU. And there's a bunt down the third baseline that's just fouled.
2: Yeah, good idea right there. I like to see Carson use that a little more often. He's got good speed and got a good feel for it. When he gets it down, he's been getting hits out of it. It's all about setting his angle correctly.
1: Matthews, 5'8", 170 out of San Clemente. He has uh, really kind of solidified that infield since being inserted in the lineup a couple of weeks ago. At second base, he uh, started a shortstop for the first 10-15 games for BYU. And he's been swinging the bat. Well, this kid, this kid 5'8", 170, but he's got some good pop. Two home runs this year, and the pitch is outside for a ball. Matthews, then Jelich, and then the top of the order, and Sue. Top of the second from Smith's Ballpark here in Salt Lake City. Utes and Cougars. And Matthews swings and misses one and two. Cougars right now ranked twenty fourth in the nation. They've got an RPI at thirty one. So that won't even if we win
2: four straight games, that RPI is not going to stay there. Yeah, it's it's <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's going to get a little little worse depending based on the competition. There's a ground ball right at the second baseman Dunn, who will throw Matthews out for out number two.
2: Which tells you how bad these RPI games are. Is you're playing a Utah team on the road at their place, and if you win today, it's a zero game. You get no points. But if you lose, you lose 50 points. Yeah, so it's a, it's it's kind of a lose-lose in a way that you can't gain anything, but all it can do is hurt you.
1: Well, in Santa Clara this weekend, uh, yep. of the 299 teams in the RPI ranking, I think Santa Clara is 267, 269. Yep. So you win down there, and, and your RPI is probably going to go. And oh. gets hit. <laughs> what, what else is new? Danny oh. Jelic takes one in the leg. My goodness. For Danny, that's his uh, 16th time being hit. That's unbelievable. How about he got hit twice in the same
2: game last week? That was unbelievable. Same same inning. inning. Same Same inning. inning. Three times total, right? Yeah.
1: And twice in the same inning. Brian Sue now steps in. Jelich with just incredible speed at first base. And Sue comes up. Uh, Brian walked his first time up there. Sue, the uh, senior infielder. There's a ball hit up the middle. Oliver Dunn can't get it. Jelich. Around second base and easily into third base is Jolich. So runners at the corners for Noah Hill. Yeah, a little two-out rally going. Great swing there by Sue,
2: and, and Jelich is going to go first to third easy with his speed. Now got a chance for Noah Hill, his
1: last time playing against the Utes, to come up with a
2: big two-out RBI.
1: Noah Hill, the catcher for the Cougars, had a sacrifice bunt his first time up. He'll uh, get rubbed down in the... Uh, dugout before the ball game by the trainer. I'll tell you, this kid took some balls off his body in that last series down in Provo against San Francisco. It seemed like every time there was a foul tip, it didn't go anywhere, but went right into his body somewhere.
2: Yeah, he's a tough kid. He's had a lot of craziness happen this year.
1: Runners at the corners. Cougars leading one to nothing, top of the second. Jelalich at third, Sue at first. And here is Rebar's first pitch to Noah Hill, and he hammers one at the shortstop. He comes in, makes the play. Matt Richardson for the force out at second base, and the Cougars are retired in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors. Two runners left. We are through an inning and a half. one nothing. Cougars over the Utes on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Riley Knight's going to lead it off for the Utes as we go to the bottom of the second. Cougars up 1-0. Knight, a freshman out of Corvallis, Oregon, will step in hitting 261, batting from the left side. Knight, DeVoe, and Thompson for the Utes in the inning. And there's a squared for a bunt and took the pitch a little bit down low. Cougars with Sue at first, Matthews at second, Clough at short, and Jacobson at third. Ryan Cipidi with the start in left. Danny Jelich in center. Brock Hale in right. And Noah Hill behind the plate. Bo Burrup with his first start of the year on the hill. There's a fastball over for a strike.
2: And they're looking to get six to nine outs with Burrup today and then go to whoever they feel's best, either it's Lesser or, or McIntyre.
1: They said, uh, or McLaughlin they said too. Yep. So uh, Bo was scheduled to go two. He might go three. Who knows if he can get through two. Pitch is a little bit low for ball two.
2: Yeah, it's all about a feel, how coach feels about it. Like, hey, does it look like he still can get guys out or, and whatnot?
1: The reason I'm thinking he might just go, might get him in the third is nobody in the bullpen yet up throwing. And here's a 2-1 pitch over for a strike. Good breaking pitch couple of Cougars down there in the bullpen sitting on the bench.
2: but uh, Got Lesser's now standing up and kind of moving his body, but he's not <laughs> playing any catch. It's a big body to get going. He's not even stretching. He, yeah. just,
1: he just stood up. Yeah. Two balls, two strikes, a count. And here is Burrup's pitch up a little bit high, ball three. One of the few ballparks that the bullpen is still in in play here down the lines. I just I hate that. I know... Uh, Uh, In San Francisco, the Giants, they have the same kind of configuration. They had one of their players get hurt on that. uh, There's a ball hit into right field. That's in for a base hit by Briley Knight. So they're now talking about maybe moving theirs somewhere underneath the stands or something.
2: Yeah. problem with those big billion-dollar stadiums is if you build it one way, where do you find room to put it after the fact? I bring,
1: why, uh, Isaac DeVoe steps in. Why wouldn't you just
2: have something for it when you first build it, Build it, you know? It makes no sense. It's all about revenue,
1: all about putting more seats in the ballpark. I guess, yeah. Like the Cubs, they, they kind of put theirs, um, not underground, but uh, behind one of the walls in the outfield. Kind of a state of the art. First pitch is over for a strike. Utes is still hoping to get a home field up on campus, but... They say that's several years away as they're struggling. Uh, they've got a piece of property, but it would be a, like a 285-foot right field uh, line, uh, not enough for Division One ballpark. So they're trying to figure out what to do. There's a swing and a miss. Good off speed right there as uh, DeVoe swings and misses. DeVoe, a freshman out of Montreal, Canada. Six, one 195 195-pounder, a 237 average on the year. DeVoe, this is his 60th at-bat of the year. He does have eight RBIs. And here's the 0-2. Just missed outside, 1-2. and two.
2: You know, Weird. I kind of heard about that ballpark, Brent, is that they're trying to buy some city property to expand it a little bit, but they're fighting... Litigation trying to get the city to, to, to let them purchase that. There's a, there's a park behind the field.
1: Also heard uh, neighborhoods are involved. Yep. They don't want especially lights. And uh, I think in Pac-12, just like any big-time Division One program, you, you almost have to have lights yeah, now. Yeah, you do. And uh, so I think uh, still several years away. they've been talking. I've been doing this 29 years. They've been talking about it <laughs> for the last 20. <laughs> a ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. Strike three called on the outside corner. Burp's first strikeout. Well, and and it's unfortunate because Utah, even though it's a fantastic ballpark, they really are kind of treated like second-class citizens here. I mean, if there's a a rain cloud in the area, they'll, you know, they've been known to call the game.
2: Yeah, game's over at that point, and you can't start it if it's a little bit. I mean, they had to use our field this year because the grounds crew here wouldn't get the field ready because it was raining. They were playing Niagara. Niagara, that's right.
1: One man out, runner at first base, and Tyler Thompson, left fielder. He's a lone peak product. Highland, Utah, will step in. Thompson hasn't played much this year. This is only his 17th at bat, only his third start of the year.
2: Kick and run a little bit. Be hard to double him off. 5'8",
1: 180. And the pitch to Thompson is a little bit inside for ball one. Cougars... Uh, in that last game, scored 16 of their 17 runs against San Francisco with two men out. That's
2: unbelievable.
1: I'm sure there's not a record kept for that, but if there was one, that, that, that would hold the record.
2: That's how good this offense has been in the clutch situations.
1: Throw to first and back in safely. Of course, the Cougars with uh, the National Player of the Week in Jackson Clough. Nine for 16 last week with five doubles, a home run, nine RBIs, and he somehow edged Brock Hill, his teammate, who had two grand slams last week, also had nine RBIs. So those two guys really got it done on the weekend. Pitches outside, ball two.
2: Well, it's the first time we've ever had a position player get National Player of the Week twice in the same season. So that's pretty cool for Jackson Clough, and he earned it. He had a heck of a weekend.
1: Left sophomore out of Meridian, Idaho, off his mission and back into a Cougar uniform, and just had a tremendous year. Here is the 2-0. Swing and a miss. Two balls and one strike.
2: Yeah, healthy cut right there. You'd like a kid in 2-0 count to take a rip. Especially when you have, what, this is your 17-out bat on the year.
1: Go up there. You got nothing to lose. That's right. Yeah, have some fun. Sun becoming a little bit of an issue now for the left part of that infield and the left fielder Sapiti. starting to go down the uh, behind the roof here but uh, shining right in their eyes. Here's the 2-1, strike two call.
2: That's a really good spot right there, down and away, tough pitch to hit.
1: Good pitch right there by Bo Burrup. as Tyler Thompson will step back in. Cougar scored their run in the first inning on a Brock Hale double. Had runners in scoring position in the last inning, but ground uh, out ended that one. There's a 2-2 pitch uh, down low in the dirt, 3-2 the count. Good job by Noah Hill to knock that ball down, keep it in play.
2: Yeah, really good job right there to keep that runner from advancing.
1: We believe the Cougars have only lost four straight to the Utes. We I did confirm big, that with Jordan. We were it, having is a big, it is four. It is four. Jordan Christiansen will have to shame on him.
2: Trust me, I can't sleep after this game, <laughs> win or lose, and it's something I don't forget. So
1: Three and two, Burrup from the stretch, looks at first. Here's the pitch. Just missed down low, ball three. And that's a player you
2: just can't walk. He's a 125 hitter. Only a few at-bats on the air. You've got to make him beat you.
1: Matt Richardson now the shortstop. Sophomore out of San Diego steps in. Two fourteen average for Richardson. He started 34 games for the Utes. They played 43 total. Had 112 at-bats, 24 hits. Does have a home run and 14 RBIs. One was blowing out hard here in the first inning, but it's kind of died down.
2: And for some reason, Brent, it's these hitters that make me the most nervous. They've been killing us lately.
1: It's these low-average hitters that have been getting all the big hits. Pitch to Richardson. Ball hit into center field. that's coming in. He's going to have to play that ball in front of him. And that will be a base hit, and that will load the bases. That was interesting. I'm not sure what the runner at second base. It looked like it was a hit all the way, but, boy, he stayed right near the bag at second base. There's no way he could have tagged. If he'd gone halfway, the possibility he could have scored.
2: Yeah, and I think if it starts to throw that ball to third base, he probably gets the force out there. Now you have their best hitter up with bases loaded and one out.
1: Oliver Dunn steps in and uh, Jared Lesser beginning to throw in the pen for the Cougars. As Burrup working to Oliver Dunn who grounded out to Carson Matthews, his first time up. And here's the pitch from Burrup, and that ball hit pretty well. Down the right field line, Brock Hale going back. He is, makes the catch. What a catch by Hale. Runner's going to try, well, the runner will score from third base. It looked like they might try to score the runner from second base, and I'll tell you right there, Brock Hale. They're going to see just, if he tagged at
2: second and left early. No, oh,
1: they say he did tag. The run does score, and what a play by Hale. Saved at least three runs right there as that ball would have rattled around in the corner and done, can run really well. Great play by Hale, and we're all tied up at 1-1. Yeah,
2: that's a really good play, especially after the couple of balls that Brock misplayed over the weekend, which is not like him. Nice to see him come up with a big play, and, and now you have a tied ball game first and third with their best power guy up. You've got to find a way to get out of this right here and keep this game tied.
1: The funny thing about those errors, and by the way, he was only given one error. Uh, should have been two, but uh, very routine plays, yeah. especially for Hale.
2: Plays you don't see him misplay
1: ever. Runners at the corners. Miguelis steps in. He doubled his first time up. Goes with a big shift on against Miguelis. He's uh, left the shortstop right behind the bag at second base. And a swing and a miss for strike one. Cougars or the Utes with uh, two hits in the inning. There's been a walk. They've scored a run to tie it up 1-1. McGillis, a big kid, 5'11". It's got him listed at 200. He looks like he tips the scales a bit more than that. And here is the 0-1 pitch from Bo Burrup. Down low in the dirt. Carson Matthews playing a shallow right field as he's about... Good 20, 30 feet back on the grass. I'll
2: tell you what, Miguelis can hit. He can really hit. If he can extend his barrel, it just, he always seems to find a hole and hit a ball hard.
1: Oh, two best hitters definitely done, the the leadoff guy and then Miguelis who hits second. He's got seven home runs this year. And here is the 1-1 pitch. That's down low ball too. Bo Barper really concentrated on working him off the plate. Cougars 33 wins, 14 losses. Number one in the conference, 17-7 and seven going into this weekend at Santa Clara. A couple of wins. Uh, they're, they're game ahead of Gonzaga, so a couple of wins and a Gonzaga loss against LMU, and they would ta- wrap it up. Ball down low, ball three
2: he got him to swing through the slider for pitch one, and then he's throwing three straight that have bounced in the dirt that Miguelis has taken.
1: Lesser continuing to throw in the pin, And McGillis steps back in, three balls and a strike. And here is Burrup's pitch. That's over for a call strike, too, I think, and McGillis... Was fooled on a pitch that caught the inside corner. A breaking pitch. Looked like a pitch he could have handled, but uh, fooled on it. And the count goes full three and two. Runner at first base will be moving here with two men out.
2: Huge shift, on. There's nobody on the left side of the diamond. Your third baseman's playing with a shortstop plays.
1: Here's a 3-2. Ball into out to Matthews and shallow right. He's got it. And he will throw Miguelis out for out number three. And the Utes are retired here in the inning. they got one run on two hits. No errors. Two runners left. We're through two. 1-1 one, one, Utah and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Baseball
0: on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Brock Hale will step in for the Cougars, double
1: down the left field line and picked up an RBI his 43rd of the year. You mentioned I had a chance to talk to Brock a little bit before game, and he was excited to play Utah one last time. Pitches over for a strike to Hale. Hale, Clough, and Sapiti do up in the inning. Tyler Thompson left playing a pretty shallow left field against uh, Brock Hale. And here is Jacob Rebar's pitch. Outside, one ball and one strike. We're in the third. 1-1 the score. That fastball at 87 miles an hour from Rebar. Mike Littlewood in his seventh year for the Cougars. uh, 212 wins, 157 losses. Pitch to Hale. Almost hit him inside for ball two. Littlewood uh, assisted by Trent Pratt, uh, Brent Herring, Michael Bradshaw, the new pitching coach, and then Tuckett Slade here off to my right, the Director of Baseball Operations. is an incredible comeback this year after really a disappointing last year. Rebar's pitch, a swing and a miss. Good pitch there, knee high. On the inside corner and in the count, two and two on Hale. Yeah, that was a really good
2: pitch right there. Well, now with two strikes, you're just battling, putting the ball in play.
1: Hale steps back in the right-hander, and here is Rebar's pitch. Hale hammers this one deep center field. Center fielder going back, looking up. This one's off the wall. Hale around first base, and Brock Hale with his second double of the ball game. That ball in any ballpark, pretty much in America, is out of here.
2: (laughs) That ball was absolutely (laughs) smashed, Brent. I mean, it only got about 15 feet off the ground the whole entire way, and hit the top of the fence.
1: Probably hit the fence at about 4'10", Mark. Yeah. So Hale, two doubles so far here tonight, and Jackson Clough steps in.
2: Yeah, great start to this inning. Want to answer that run. Brock Hale with a great double to get things going, give you a chance to to drive him in now for Jackson.
1: Jackson Clough, left-hander, steps in. He was hit by a pitch his first time up. And the pitch from Rebar is down low in the dirt for ball one. How about this crazy stat?
2: So coming into the game, Clough had 62 hits and 56 RBIs. Isn't that crazy?
1: No, I mean, the guy's been an RBI machine. Leading the conference, uh, nationally ranked in that statistic, Uh, Jackson Clough just having himself an incredible year. And on top of that, just a great shortstop. Popped up. This might be playable. First baseman coming over. Catcher coming over near the Cougar dugout. Catcher makes the play for the out.
2: Yeah, frustrating right there. Got a good pitch to hit. Pops it up and Moeller does a good job of
1: making that play. One man out. And that'll bring Sipidi to the plate. Hit it hard but was uh, third baseman uh, Fernland made a good play on him and threw him out his first time up.
2: That's a real good job there by Rebar to not let Brock Hill advanced to third. I'll see if the young freshman now can just stay hot and do what he's been doing, driving in runs.
1: Sapiti still looking for his first collegiate home run. Limited advance uh, by Ryan. I'll make a prediction right here. He will be the leading home run hitter on the BYU team next year. Pitches over for a strike. Slow curveball. Ryan Sapedi, very limited at bats. We have mentioned only 29 at bats on the year, 10 hits. Four doubles, eight RBIs. And normally in the DH role tonight in left field. And here is Rebar's pitch, another slow curveball. That's a fastball, actually, on the outside corner at 88.
2: Yeah, snuck it on the outside corner. Good pitch right there. Now 0-2 count, got him set up here.
1: The thing I love about Sapiti, only seven strikeouts. This kid usually makes contact. McIntyre's on deck, runner in scoring position for the Cougars. And here is Rebar's 0-2 pitch, fouled off up and into the Loge area here at uh, Smith Ballpark in Salt Lake. Good crowd on a beautiful night for baseball. A lot of blue, a lot of red in the uh, seats here. 0-1-2. Cipede again. Steps in. And here is Rebar's pitch. Strike three call. Boy, the umpire, a little slow motion uh, ring up right there. Better shake that guy, make sure he's awake. And that ball looks down and Uh, away. Two men out. Mike Littlewood uh, displeased with the call as he... Came in uh, out of his coaching box a little bit way down the line and uh, voiced his displeasure to the home plate umpire, Patrick Riley.
2: Yeah, you don't see Coach Littlewood on unless he has a, an absolute gripe.
1: The thing about that, it looked like the umpire was fooled just because his normal strike call wasn't even close to what, it, to what we saw right there. Yeah, it was way delayed. Well, now Mitch has a chance to have
2: a big two out run. He had a chance in the first inning driving a couple of runs with two outs, which
1: we talked about earlier. The Cougars have been so good with two out hitting this year. Hit it hard the last time, but right at done, the yeah. second baseman. McIntyre had a home run last week against San Francisco in that Saturday game. Cougars won that one by a score of 17 to 9. That pitch is down low, ball two. Jacobson is in the on-deck circle for the Cougars. Cougars scored 20 runs on Thursday night, came back and only scored one on Friday, then followed that up with a 17-run effort on uh, Saturday. Just a weird series. That uh, Played very good the uh, two games. That ball, again, this one fouled up into the Loge area. But uh, taking two of three from San Francisco gave them 17 wins and got them into the conference tournament. Now, down to Santa Clara, if they uh, win all three, they'll definitely be the number one seed going into the conference tournament the next week.
2: A lot of craziness for
1: that uh, fourth-place spot this weekend. Two balls and a strike. Again, ball hit right at Dunn, the second baseman. He's got it, and will throw McIntyre out. And the Cougars are retired after the leadoff double by Brock Hill. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through two and a half, 1-1, Utes and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton.
1: All right, back here as we go to the bottom of the third, 1-1. Jared Lesser on the hill for the Cougars is... Bo Burrup gave up one run on three base hits in two innings of work. And Lesser, three wins, two losses on the year, 4.74 earned run average. This is his 17th appearance. He's thrown 43 innings for the Cougars, giving up 50 hits. Has 40 strikeouts in those 43 innings. And Shea Kramer will lead it off. First pitch over for a strike. I mean, uh, Zach Moeller is leading it off, the catcher. He walked his first time up.
2: Well, Lesser came in relief last time we played him here and did a really good job against this lineup for two or three innings.
1: Here's the 0-1, swinging him. Ball fouled off 0-2. Well, you got a couple of freshmen out there in the uh, second baseman, Matthews and Sipidi out in left. The rest of the infield, all seniors, Noah Hill, Brian Sue, or not seniors, uh, and then uh, Jacobson. We've talked a little about Jackson Clough. He's a sophomore, but uh, we think this will probably be his uh, last year with BYU as uh, almost a guaranteed draft pick, unless he doesn't get the number he wants or who knows.
2: Yeah, I, I, can't, I wouldn't believe he'd be back next year. He's going to be playing minor league ball this summer.
1: Here's the one-two pitch. A swing and a miss. And Moeller goes down on strikes. Out number one. Lesser does have really good stuff. He has struggled at times early in his appearances this year.
2: Yeah, he had a streak there for a while where the first batter he faced, he'd give up a double. Then that guy would end up scoring and then he'd settle in and be great. But uh,
1: it's nice to get the first guy out there. Shea Kramer now steps in. He flew out to right fielder Brock Hale. So you got a the freshman in left. you got a sophomore in center in Jelich and then another senior over in right field in Brock Hale. So the Cougars will be doing a little bit of rebuilding next year, but uh, arguably their best recruiting class effort uh, ever coming in.
2: That is if they show up on campus. If two they or th- don't get drafted. Yeah, two or three of those guys got a real shot to get drafted in June. So it's a good problem to have, though, when you're when you're, you know, signing guys that are that talented that can get drafted at a high school.
1: No balls and a strike. There's a pitch that hit down just off the glove of Jacobson. Ball hit hard. And Casey got over and just glanced off the bottom of his glove. I'm sure they'll go base hit there. Ball hit hard by Kramer. So one man out and Chase Fernland, the third baseman, he grounded back to the pitcher, Burrup, his first time up. Fernland, junior out of Klamath Falls, Oregon. 292 average. That sun's still a problem for Clough especially and the left fielder Cipede even uh, Casey Jacobson. You wonder if Casey saw that ball off that bat that well. First pitch down low, ball one.
2: Yeah, You can tell his head is still in the sunshine, so he's got a little bit of sun there. It looked like he had a little delayed reaction on that play to his left.
1: Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's up high for a ball. So 2-0 the count to uh, Chase Fernland with uh, Briley Knight in the on-deck circle. Utes in their home white uniforms, Cougars in the Cougar blue and gray pants. 1 1 the score. That ball hit in the left field. That ball's going to drop in for a base hit. And the runner at first base is going to try to advance to third. Here comes the throw. And he is Great safe job. at third, but they relay to the second base bag and they throw him out.
2: Well, that's a, a young mistake by Sapiti that was perfected and, and made up by Clough's Strong Arm. He needs to throw that ball to second base right away to keep that double play in order, but he tried to throw the guy out in the third. that would have easily got to third, but Clough cut it off and threw him out at second. Great job by Clough.
1: Boy, really smart play by Clough. I think he knew he had no chance at third. I think he just had that instinct. He yeah. didn't even look back at the bag, and then looked up and fired to second, and Carson Matthews, his uh, teammate, was there, took the throw and recorded the second out of the inning. And, you know, that's just something. That's just baseball sense by Clough. I mean, you, that's that's something that's tough to teach.
2: It is, yeah. And that's what makes him so good, is he has those natural instincts.
1: Two men out, runner at third base, and Knight takes the first pitch down low, ball one. The base hit by uh, Fernland was not hit hard. Cepede had to come hard, picked it up on about the fourth bounce, and then As soon as he threw it to third, I thought that's a mistake, but uh, Clough kind of bailed him out. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Ground ball right at the first baseman, Sue. He's got it. He'll step on the bag for the out, and the Utes are retired in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors, one man left. We are through three complete, 1-1, Utah and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.